Hello, everybody. Welcome to Identical Cousins 8, numéro 8, where we discuss the year ahead. We're just going to make stuff up about what we think might happen, but we don't know. What do you think, Michael? What's going to happen this year? I don't know. 2013. Man, time's flying. Yeah, I know. It seems like only yesterday was 1977. Yeah, I mean, just 1977. I, I can't even, I mean, it seems like just yesterday it was, I just, I don't know. Time's flying, but, you know, if the old adage of time flies when you're having fun is true, then I must be having a ball. Yeah, I think, I think probably you are having a ball. That's and I think you are as well. Absolutely, yeah. I think you make the ball that you have. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm. Or at least you try, right? You do yeah. everything within your power to. Sure, sure. Yeah. You paint it a nice color. You find a nice bouncy surface. And, yeah. Uh, you hope it's round on all the uh, sides. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sandpaper it if you have to. Exactly, exactly. as needed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe sometimes you get an electric sander to save down on the time that it takes to do it by hand. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Shortcuts, shortcuts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you but can't yeah, skip on ahead. quality. You still might need to get the, the fine grained sand sandpaper from time to time. That's true. And really polish it up right. Yeah. Well, quality takes time, right? It does, absolutely. Quality is important. If you want to have a ball, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should uh say something about our excellent sponsor this week. Oh, definitely. That would be once again Fast Spring. Yes, we love Fast Spring, and I everyone who knows me knows how much I love them, but I will let you tell a little bit about them. Well, basically, uh, they're an e-commerce provider, and you can sell your apps there. If you want to sell your apps, you might want to sell them outside the Mac App Store, particularly if you have features that won't fit in the Mac App Store. But also, hey, you, you, know, you can do trial versions, and you might not, uh, you wouldn't have to give up 30% to FastSpring. Their cut is much smaller than what Apple takes. Oh, definitely. And they also do subscriptions, which you can't necessarily do on the Mac App Store easily. Yep, and you can do uh, an in-app store even uh, inside your own app, which is exactly. pretty cool. Make it really easy for people. And I no think, doubt. That's yeah, wonderful. Yep. So we definitely love FastSpring. If you're a developer, check them out at FastSpring.com. And uh, both Brent and I definitely endorse them, and we're very grateful for them to sponsor our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So the year ahead, uh, well, you know. Lots going on. So I see rumors about a smart watch coming from Apple, and I think that may be just about the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the one thing... So here's how I've always felt about a smart watch, if you will. I think when the iPad... iPad. I think when the iPod Nano came out, and then those watch bands came out for it, mm -hmm. it was actually cool. I was this close to getting one, and I did. I, I like almost got one, and then I was like, eh, I don't know if I'll really wear it. And I have my iPhone, and what does it really matter? I, you know what I mean? Like, I kind of was like, what is the difference? I have yeah. my iPhone in my pocket. It just, this is on my wrist, right? Mm -hmm. They still have to remember to put it on, which, you know, for me, remembering to do stuff is b bad. So I, I just, I, I, the only thing I could think is that Apple looked at numbers, and they were like, well, these watch band accessories sold amazingly, and Nano sold amazingly, and there's a market here, so why wouldn't we do it, right? But mm. I don't know, like, it just, it doesn't sound like a product Apple would do. Yeah, that's the thing, because Apple doesn't just look at numbers and say, well, why wouldn't we do it, and then decide to do it. They, they're very careful. I mean, they're, they say no to way more things than we'll ever even know about, because Correct. they don't think it would be awesome enough. And, Correct. And I just don't see in any world how a, how a watch could be awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, so okay, Apple could make watch, an. To be clear. Well, okay, so Apple could make an awesome watch and prove both of us wrong because it's awesome, right? Sure. So sure. that's true, but I don't see their focus, time, engineering, and resources going towards such a project that you know. What could it sell for a maximum? You know, two hundred dollars, a hundred dollars, maybe three hundred if it was premium. But still, I think Apple has finally seen the way. Especially when you look at things like the iPad Mini and all this other stuff. They don't have to be the cheapest, but they also can't be very expensive. Mm -hmm. The price really does matter, and Apple's gotten a very good handle on keeping prices down, right? Sure. Yeah. So, a two three hundred dollar watch. I mean, let's be really blunt. Even a hundred and fifty dollar watch is pretty expensive for mm -hmm. most people to get a watch, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I just it, it would seem like it would have to be something like the Nano, where it was basically a hundred dollars, you know, one hundred twenty nine tops. And I just don't, I don't see Apple needing to do that. And how is there enough room in a watch to have very much of a user interface at all? And well, I will there, say this: if there isn't. You know, what could it really do? I mean, well, I will say this: so awesome? I just don't. Know. I I saw a watch from Casio. Um, that came out. I'm really interested in this. Okay, first of all, it's about $200. So that was sort of what made me go, uh, if it had been 100 I would have bought it. Uh -huh. It's a Bluetooth watch that links with the iPhone. You have to have a special app that's running on the iPhone. But the app, I guess, can can background. I, I don't exactly know how this works. Mm. Uh, just from reading the text, what I, what I got from it was, the watch will notify you of incoming calls and emails. If you lose your iPhone, it'll give you, a, it has a finder detection function. Obviously, you have to probably be within the range of the Bluetooth, yeah. but it's still pretty cool if it's hidden under a chair or something, right? Sure. It warns you, it vibes when it loses the connection to the iPhone, so that's good as well. Automatically adjusts its time from the iPhone, and it has a built-in tilt sensor to detect movement in the watch while it's in power-saving mode to automatically reconnect to the iPhone, and then when it's not moving, it shuts off. Really clever, right? Mm-hmm. If Apple were to do something like this, that was a cool looking watch that was basically a separate display for your iPhone. So you don't have to take it out when you get a phone call or emails to kind of get just information. And then the watch kind of does things. I would see it being handy or cool. But again, I just don't necessarily see it being something Apple would do. However, if it's sold as just an accessory for like 80 bucks, I don't know. Maybe it would do good. Maybe. I, I just I just don't know what a watch would do. Do, that would be interesting even for 80 bucks yeah i mean this watch yeah. this watch from casio is pretty cool i mean those features yeah. that i just told you they're cool right i mean yes not an, i wouldn't even pay 80 bucks for that though wow okay i would pay about 100 for that yeah because I, I just think it would be fact, cool I, I wouldn't i just i i wouldn't because a watch is an extra complication and that i used true. to i used to wear you know standard uh analog watches and one thing you have to be aware of with them is that you know you can scratch them and nick them up a lot more easily than a phone, which is, after all, usually sitting in your, on your pocket or safely on a, on a table. But a watch is kind of like, you know, it's part of your body and you, you, know, you run your hands and parts of your body into things, whatever, sometimes. Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. It's, yeah. it's not an Apple, it's not like an Apple everyday, it'll, it'll, it'll show its wear and tear and Apple doesn't like things like that. Yeah, it'll show it and show it pretty quickly too. Did you have one of those uh, cool, cool Casio? Remember those? Uh, I did have a Casio calculator when I, watches yeah, when I was like twelve years old. Yeah, dude, totally. those data they had like data bank and yeah. they had like the classic. You know, oh man, those were the coolest. Come on, those were so cool. Yeah, for twelve year olds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. But yeah. back when you were twelve, that was cool. Oh, yeah, sure, but that's the yeah. thing. But but if Apple comes out with something that's kind of cool. You know, it can resonate with the, with the, with, the, yeah, but they don't do that. They don't target. I, I agree with you that they don't do this, but I'm just saying, like, once I saw this Casio thing, I'm like, 
I could use that. Like, <laughs> I travel a lot, so my phone will ring. I don't want to pull it out every second, or I don't want to check what email this was. And if I could just look at my wrist quickly, which is accessible, it's it's helpful. I mean, I'm not saying it's the the you know holy grail, but it's helpful. Hmm. Helpful enough to outweigh the fact. That no, I no, no. Got a so I wrist, you know. No, if I'm a betting man, I would not bet that Apple is going to do such a product. So yeah. that's I'll, I'll give you that. I just I could see some interesting angles of it, but uh -huh. no, I don't think Apple's going to do it. Yeah, it seems it just seems like there are just too many too many drawbacks. That said, if they do do it, it's because they did figure out a way to make it so awesome that despite all my naysaying, I'll probably buy one on day one. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I mean, obviously you can tell I want it bad enough. I was talking about the Casio one, but the price is kind of prohibitive to me where obviously I don't need it that bad, right? Yeah, right. But if Apple does one where it is that cool, as at least as cool as the Casio and better, which obviously you know it would be because they'd have access to private API that would allow it to do things I'm sure Casio can't. Sure, yeah. I would be the first in line. I mean, I definitely would like a cool watch. I just don't, I don't see anything out there right now between price or features where I'm like, gotta have it. But I, I think if Apple was to make one, even you would want one because it would obviously be something we're not thinking about. Yeah. 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 I, so, I'm okay. Just, I, I spent some time trying to think about it. What that, what could it possibly be though? I, yeah. I got nothing. Well, I guess we'll yeah. find out maybe in 2013. Yeah. Another rumor, another rumor for 2013 that I think is pretty cool is, you know, about this new, um, well, this the the shortening of the word is IGZO displays. Have you heard about these? I don't know. I don't think so. So IGZO is a, is basically indium gallium zinc oxide. And the only reason why I even memorize this is it's, I think it's going to become the next big thing for displays. Okay. Basically, what an IGZO display is is it's a thinner, lower power display, and it has to do with a lot of things. There's going to be benefits like lower power. Uh, better touch sensitivity, the pixel density will be better. Um, I, this this uh, is basically going to be a big, big, big change in display technology because it'll allow things to be lower power, lighter, and it even lets the uh, display be slimmer because the edge of each display um, it doesn't need as much, you know, guts, if you will, electronics to power. Mm, okay. So think about the improvements, right, for mm -hmm. Apple devices to be thinner and low power and better resolution and all that stuff. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, so uh, basically Sharp, who invented the LCD to begin with, mm -hmm. um, this is the technology that they've launched. Um, actually, Sharp, which is kind of sad, is in a lot of trouble financially. Oh, it's too bad. So this is one, of, yeah, it's really too bad. They're a great company. They've always been one of my favorite companies. They do a lot of research, innovation, and they're just a good company. Mm. Um, I have their uh, Aquos television. I love exactly. It. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Do you have the one with the yellow? With that the it's yellow. the yellow, yeah, because they have one that's besides red, green, and blue. It also has a yellow pixel to make the shades better because wow, you can't really get yellow out of red, green, and blue. You can mix to get it, but by having a pure yellow, it's better. Huh? You know, I have no idea. I got it like you might have five it. Years you might ago, actually. I, so I just don't know. Yeah, they call it a Aquas Quad Pixel Quatron. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think I noticed, or if I did, I forgot. Yeah. I'm a I'm a geek guy. I'm a geek gadget guy, obviously. <laughs> but if the picture quality looks really good, you might have it. Yeah, it does. It looks great. Yeah, I love Sharp. So anyway, they're they're kind of betting the farm now on this new technology because obviously, you know, Apple can buy panels from Samsung or LG or whoever, but Sharp is the only one making these IGZO displays. Mm. So I don't know, like hopefully it pays off for Sharp, but if it does, it's really going to... Um, I mean, the picture quality, resolution, pixel density, lower power consumption, thickness. I'm reading about some of the specs on this. I mean, it's literally like the ultimate holy grail in display panel to change... You know, every right now current limitation of LCD. 
Well, that'd be great. And it Certainly exists. We want, we want, everything needs to be retina for one thing. And I assume exactly. this, will, this will allow that. And, yeah, and it allows better touch sensitivity, so the screens have better resolution on the touch. Oh, no kidding, huh? Yeah. It never even so, occurred to me that that is something that could be improved. But, well, look at, like, did you ever see that Microsoft demo where they were showing the actual latency between the screen responding and you drawing? Hmm, no, I didn't see that. It was a great Microsoft demo um, where basically it was about latency of touch and how they could improve it. And um, it, it's a one millisecond touchscreen. We'll link to this in the show notes or in the uh, podcast linkage. I have I have it here. Okay. Basically, they had demoed a a high performance one millisecond touchscreen. And when you trace something with your finger, there's lag. Even at ten milliseconds, you notice the lag. Mm -hmm. okay. But one millisecond basically is like perfect, like almost reality. Obviously, there's a delay. It's one millisecond. Sure. But you just don't see it, and it makes. When you see this video, it just it, it makes everything look like you're like, whoa, I can't believe it's slow, right? When you don't know what slow is, you don't know what slow is. Yeah, right. And I don't know if these displays will do one millisecond latency, but again, yeah, the touch resolution, uh, touch sensitivity matters. Yeah, certainly. Okay. More, cool. more yeah. accurate and more sensitive touch according to mm -hmm. this uh, mm -hmm. IGZO thing. So the crazy thing is this IGZO technology, there is now a device out with this IGZO panel. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, I want to see what it's a sharp, it's a sharp, um, Android device. Let's see. I can't, I'll, I'll look for this as well. I'll try to get the link for this as well, but there's, oh, here it is. Uh, the first IGZO seven inch tablet. Hmm. And, uh, basically they're saying, um, battery life is increased two times with this display. Wow. Yeah. So, um, this is some pretty heavy duty stuff. If you actually read about it, like imagine this on an iPad getting double the battery life and better resolution and thinner displays. Uh huh. Yeah. That that's, we need, I'm kind of hoping, I'm kind of hoping Apple will buy the company, but I, yeah, I guess well, it's let's not. See. I mean, with Apple I'm certainly has a, a habit of locking up all the supply, right? Yeah. I'm getting, they do. I'm guessing it's not going to be possible though. Cause with sharp having financial problems, I guess other companies invested in them. Hmm. You know, they needed funding to get it going. So, like, Qualcomm had invested in Sharp. Um, I think there was another company that invested in them. So, you know, now that there's investments here. So, Qualcomm in, uh, actually invested $120 million in Sharp. Huh. So, you know, right off the bat, that would you know, that would be a lot. Yeah. Um, although it says here that Sharp needs um, – it says here that there's speculation that Apple has structured component prepayment and equipment deals worth as much as $2 billion to shore up Sharp's financial situation and ensure – the um the you know getting pr production of IGZO panels. Uh -huh. Cool. So I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping you know iPhone 5s or iPhone 6 gets this. This will you know, iPad 3 and iPad Mini 2 I, and all this. Yeah, stuff. I certainly want that. If that could make my iPad Mini, which I don't have one of, uh, a Retina iPad Mini, I'd I'd be very happy. Yep. So this is actually crazy. About it's more pixels per inch. So could you imagine more pixels per inch than a Retina display? It would just. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Cornea display? Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, <laughs> Eye display? <laughs> it's already at the point where I can't see the pixels. So I'm I know. Like, like, how does that get better? But yeah. Yeah. That's, and like that's the, border, the border, the uh, border, I don't know if you have the link. Uh, as I said, I'll post the link, but yeah. I've sent you the link. Uh, do you see how thinner the border is? Oh, let me see. Around the display? It's just like, if you look at the existing um, displays that that are there, there's, there's almost... Uh, you know, a two and at some sides where the light is, the backlighting, a 4.7 millimeter border. And this is literally like, I mean, 1.75 millimeters around. 
Wow. It's amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, so this is, this to me is a big deal because, you know, we see these little rumors about Sharp doing this or maybe this or that. And, you know, if Apple can get in a new display that gives two times battery life, better resolution, thinner displays, and better uh, sensitivity, that changes everything, right? Yeah. Two times battery life. That's I mean, that's that, yeah. insane. Yeah, I want that. So you think that's going to be ready for this, <laughs> for this year? Well, Sharp, Sharp, Sharp has been saying that by this quarter, quarter four, uh -huh. they'll be ready for mass production. Wow, okay. And if you go to MacRumors.com, they had a story on um, Wednesday that, according to this Digitimes report, Apple is evaluating the feasibility of using them in the iPad, iPad mini, and iPhone, uh -huh. and that okay. um, Apple's in big discussions with Sharp. Cool. Well, So maybe 2013? If the quality of this is as advertised, then... Yeah, it looks like we might very well see this. Yeah, I would like that'd, to say it. Be cool. You know, it'd be there's so many improvements over the existing displays that I just I hope it happens. I'm slightly bugged by the screenshot right here though. Yeah. Just if you look at the where it says seven inch WXGA. Yeah. That is like the one place you should be using actual inch marks, and instead they have curly quotes. <laughs> it's the exact opposite of the normal mistake, right? That is true. Yeah. I, I think maybe, I'll just maybe, try maybe, and forget that I noticed that. No, 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 no. Now that you've showed me that, I can't unsee it. Yeah. Thank you. But you know what? Maybe there's a reason that they did it, that they wanted to actually show off uh, circles on the display. Oh, no, I guess they have the dot over the SI. Yeah. No, it yeah, just no, looks it, like, a, like it was typed into Microsoft Word or something. And then yeah, well, it shouldn't be a closed quote. It should just be regular yeah, lines. Right, yeah. yeah, for inches. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, there you go. Eh, what are you going to do? Well, now I'm going to look at it and uh, fester. Why did someone do that? <laughs> This is why we're identical cousins. Uh -huh. Yeah, I know. So, it's just so it's just so weird. It is weird. Well, someone, someone, you know, someone in Japan did it because Sharp's a Japanese company, so uh -huh. maybe it was just a uh, translation thing. Sure, there you go. Yeah, since it's not in English, since English isn't their native language, let's let it slide. As long even as I can't, even though I can't unsee it. Yeah, as long as their attention to detail is in their hardware, then I, I yeah. think I can let the punctuation go this one time. This one time, this and at time. least on the bright side, look at the orange arrows on the IGZO display. At least they like thought about like, hey, how do we attract attention? Uh -huh. you know? Sure, yeah. there's a little bit of design in there. Oh right? yeah, yeah, indeed. So, not bad, not bad. Yeah. So I was looking at, I was reading this thing. Did you see about how? Um, yeah, that border. That's something else. Wow. That's that's what I was getting yeah, at. Like, yeah. think really about think about how much. I mean, that's big. That's a big deal. That's like four times, almost almost three times slimmer on the four point seven millimeter side. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to be some good stuff. Yep. And they even have, it says here, they have 10 and 13-inch variants. So this could come over to laptops. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. But right now, there's a 7-inch variant, and they're thinking that's what would make sense for the iPad mini. Mm -hmm. Especially, think about it, right? iPad mini comes out. There's some complaints about non-retina. And also, you know, it's a great size, but Apple wants to make it thinner and lighter, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well... This fits the bill if it works, like you said, yeah. exactly as they're saying it is. But Sharp's not one of those companies. I mean, again, you like Sharp and we know about their history. They don't normally misrepresent stuff. They're, they seem to be a solid company. Yeah, right? as far as I know, I've never had any yeah. complaints about Sharp. Yeah, yeah, they're good. And, you know, they they invented the LCD. Yeah, yeah, clearly. They so, have some, uh, some good, good skills yeah. there. And, yeah, yeah, my TV, it's a Sharp product. I use it every day. I've used it. It's five years old. Six years old? Yeah. I don't know. And when it's I was younger, great. Totally durable. Wonderful TV. Yeah, no, they're great. When I was younger, I had one of the Sharp VCRs. 
Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget her. Forget her. I'll never forget. It lasted forever. Uh, I believe it. Like forever. I mean, it was obviously until obviously I probably stopped watching v- VHS tapes. Uh-huh. And I just remember it being such a great unit. And like I was obviously hard on it. I was younger and, you know, tapes in and out and watching comedians. I remember like Sam Kinison or Dice or whoever I watched. Yeah. And I have fond memories of it, but I always remember it being a sharp, and I always remember it never broke. Mm-hmm. Where other things I had probably broke, right? Sure, so yeah. you kind of remember the good products, and I know sharp definitely makes good stuff. Yep. So that's uh, that's kind of my thing. Is I just think the uh, I think the Igzo thing is very. It just it, this to me is probably going to be a huge change if it works exactly as they're saying. Fingers crossed. I, I'd really like to see this. Yeah. Yeah. And the sooner the better. I have no patience. I want my <laughs> I want my Retina iPad mini. Yeah. No question. All right, what else for 2013? So I wonder about Apple's iCloud and other cloud story, you know. Yeah. They still don't really have expertise there and they seem to be missing some some key features. You know, yeah. they don't have something Dropbox like and they just can't get the hang of social stuff pretty much at all, right? They've shuttered ping. So I still can't help feeling that they ought to just go out and buy Dropbox and Twitter. Now, it's probably not, it's a lot easier said than done. But Apple, if anybody, has the money for that. And there's a perception in the world, of course, that those are kind of things that Apple is missing. And seems unable to build in-house for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I see Apple, you know, like with Apple TV, they called it an experiment or a hobby, mm-hmm. right? I see Ping as an experiment or hobby. I mean, Apple would not come out and say it because then it would look like backtracking or who, excuses. But I think they did Ping to see what it would be like to do a social component of iTunes, right? Stays simple. It stays focused. They can get good data on it. I mean, I always knew it was destined for failure from the beginning because it was just a music social thing. And people don't like, sure, you have these external or side social networks like a Foursquare or things where you do other things. But if you notice, there's a reason why Facebook is big. People want to go one place and do one-stop shopping. Mm -hmm. They want one thing to rule them all. And having ping as this separate thing, sorry, that you have to do... I didn't mean that. Uh, they have to do, I'm just saying, like, people don't, I, I knew it wouldn't catch on because it's fragmentation, all right? But I think Apple knew that. And what they did was they stayed in a comfort zone. We have iTunes, we have music, it's our it's our thing, right? It's our bag, we know about this. Mm-hmm. Let's get some data and see what it means. And I'm not saying they're going to launch Facebook tomorrow, or they're going to even go back to social networking, but I think it was kind of intentional to do this thing that could fail just to get data from it. If you even look at... um what they're doing now with iCloud and the fact that they don't have file uh, like iDisk anymore. I think it's all intentional. I mean, maybe it's part of the fact that, I mean, look, we've both been in this industry a long time, but one of the things Apple has always proven time and time again is that they're conservative. Yes. Even though they're the leading edge, even though we've talked about this on past episodes, they are as conservative. They're the most conservative company I know. They're conservative like, like Mr. I mean, they're hugely conservative. Yeah, exactly. And, I guess, I don't know, it's sort of like from the point of getting these things out, they don't rush things. So if something's a failure, is it a failure because they didn't go full bore and just make it happen? Or is it a failure because they were just trying to get data so it didn't really matter? Like, 
they just it was a side project it was a hobby uh-huh. apple tv hmm. clearly they're they're working towards something right apple tv clearly you can see they keep doing new versions they keep fixing things they're clearly supporting apple tv to make people want to like it correct mm-hmm, sure so with something like apple tv you see the writing on the wall they're going towards somewhere mm-hmm. and with i don't know i i guess just the point is sort of like you want to look at something where the social things, I think eventually they'll either launch something or they won't. And maybe they won't because they realize they can't. Hmm. Does that kind of make sense? Like, yeah, well, okay, let, so let let's me... look at Dropbox. Right, sorry, sorry, one more thing just on Dropbox. Yeah. So they had iDisk, right? Sure, yeah. So they have the capability of having a disk folder that you throw stuff on, right? Mm-hmm, sure. But they intentionally pulled away iDisk mm-hmm. when they switched to iCloud. Why? Yeah. Well, I, I know it's intentional. Apple doesn't just drop something especially something that people can now switch to Dropbox for. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe having an iDisk the way the iDisk is, like Dropbox, sure, it's how we like to work, especially, you know, I work with my designer, I work with Kent, and we drop and share files, and it's really easy, right? It just sure, works. Yeah. It's integrated into the Finder and all that stuff. But there's limitations for sure. Mm-hmm. I can't just, like, limit certain folders easily. I mean, you can, and but you know what I mean? It's not just, it doesn't just work the way Apple would have done it. Sure. So if Apple were to buy Dropbox and more tightly integrate it, they would, they would add that stuff. They um, would. They yeah. would. But I think Dropbox is just so big now where they have Windows and Android and all these other things. Mm-hmm. I mean, does Apple just acquire it and kill all that stuff off? I don't do think so. It? I think they would have to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a concern to Apple. Mm-hmm. Apple's very big, if you've noticed, on acquiring companies that don't necessarily support other platforms. Sure. Yeah. And... um. I think it's also because if they don't support other platforms, they're probably more of an Apple company. So Apple finds more value in that, right? They can easily integrate where it's like, oh, you also have, you know, 30 Android engineers that we don't need or something like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I don't know, but I, I definitely see the, I do agree they need to either acquire Dropbox or do something like a file system on the web. At some point, no one wants to store files locally and then have to worry about copying them and duplicating them in multiple places. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, Apple's trying to sort of solve that with AirDrop, although, of course, it's all manual, mm-hmm. but it's a quick way to drop files between people. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I If I have to guess, I, w- I think Apple's working on something that is a file system in the cloud, and they just, they're not ready to release it yet. Huh. So if I were Apple management, I would look at our track record of doing these things and say, yeah, we're just not very good, and Dropbox is very good. Yep. So that is why I go back to, you know, they should try a little bit harder to buy oh, yeah. Dropbox. And yeah, I mean, they sort of missed that boat a while back when they weren't as big or as rich or as strong as they sure, are now. Sure. That doesn't mean you don't do it, but... And by the way, though, I I, you know, going back to Ping, I have a hard time believing that Apple would have done that, something so customer-facing as just a research project. Well, if you take it, I'll try to convince you at least why I think this. Okay. If you look at Ping from the beginning, it was awkward, was it not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So we talked about the watch thing earlier, and Apple tends to do things that are different, right? Mm-hmm. There were already music sharing kind of social things out there, right? Yeah. One could argue, well, they said, well, we own iTunes, so we're going to get everyone on this thing, and it's going to get more people buying and selling music, and maybe it was just a simple marketing trick, right? Mm. But for me... It was so bizarre and so interesting that for me, the pattern I see is that they just wanted data out of it. 
Now, I'm not saying they launched it and said, oh, we've got to launch this thing publicly and get data out of it. It's destined to fail. But I think to them, it was like, well, if it fails, we got data. If it didn't fail, so be it. But I think for them, they always knew what they were doing was sort of testing the waters. And it was more of an experiment than a, this is going to be the next big thing. I can't think Apple internally thought it would be the next big thing. I mean, if they did, then, you know, whatever. I have more faith in the Apple executives that commissioned it than, you know, they have, than they actually have, right? Well, I but, see, I think they, they did think it was going to be the next big thing. If it was just an experiment, it would have, like Apple TV, a hobby, I think it would have been clearly labeled as such. And I think Apple doesn't release stuff unless they think it's going to be great. They never... Yeah, but is something like Ping great? Well, it wasn't, so they were wrong. Yeah, but how often... Uh, I mean, okay, fine, fine. Apple can be wrong. <laughs> yeah, sure. But how often does Apple do things like that that are that wrong, especially in the day and age since the iPod? Because we're... I mean, we can go back, believe me. I can go into the 80s and 90s and talk about a lot of wrong things they did. Well, But I'm talking the new Apple, you know, post-iPod. Sure. Well, they don't all that often. But when they do, there's a common thread, which is that it usually has something to do with uh, with cloud services, online services. Whether it's uh, yeah, you know, Dot Mac, Mobile Me, um, yeah, but hold on. So with Dot Mac, Mobile Me, with that, uh, you know, Dot Mac, Mobile Me, and moving forward, every version they've relaunched has been better and better. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it's great today, but iCloud is way better than Dot Mac or Mobile Me ever were. Except that now, of course, you don't have iDisk. Fair enough, but overall, the service they're they're clearly learning from it and refining. Right? Mm -hmm. They didn't just. They didn't just drop it with mobile me and say, well, we suck at this thing and people hate us. So we got to drop it. Right? right. Sure. So I just find it interesting that they just shut down ping and didn't try to do anything to it. And that's why I'm really convinced that it from the beginning was not that it was just, Hey, we're going to do a public beta on something, but that it was sort of a uh, casualty of war uh, known casualty thing. Hmm. I don't know. I just, why didn't they try again? Why didn't they do something different? Why didn't they try to get a deal with Facebook? Why didn't they try to do something on the iPhone? Make a ping app, encourage people, start giving away gift cards. There's a million things they could have done to try to make it win, right? Sure, yeah. They just kind of launched it and then left it alone, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, that sort of speaks of, uh, I mean, even the, even the Apple TV, they do stuff with and come out with updates and support it, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, just don't you think that's strange that ping never had any sort of 1.1 well i think i think what happened must have been they realized it really sucked and they just needed to kill it yeah and but whoever I mean, maybe, whoever gave it the green light didn't have that realization in advance and yeah, i mean maybe it is occam's razor and it's just it sucked and they launched something and they tried to do a great job and it sucked mm -hmm, but yeah i think so i just i look at how much it sucked and the fact that they didn't try to elevate it or or apple is very good on releasing something and then if it's a problem which usually it isn't right we talked about normally they don't have these kind of flops except for maps but, well yeah fair <laughs> enough but on maps they then came out with a map section and then they tried to talk you know they fired people there were press releases right oh, sure now yeah. granted the scale of maps is way bigger than the scale of a failure like ping yeah right and and maps are much more used than a thing like ping ever would be mm -hmm. But my point is, is Apple still at least tries to do some kind of damage control, right? They, when do you, when is Apple known to be a company that just, oh, we, we really something shitty. Let's just back off. Yeah. It's pretty rare. 
Yeah, so I just, I don't know, the whole ping quickly, how it's like, they just backed off and just was like, oh, I guess this is a flop, we better move on. We, we'll, we'll let it, you know, die a slow death until one day we'll remove it. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't compute with typical Apple behavior of something that they really wanted to succeed. But again, I, I could be wrong. Huh, I think they realized it it sucked and and they weren't going to be able to make it better. So they sort so of they just, just they sort of bided time to basically yeah. one day say, "Oh, well, no one cares really anymore, so let's just pull the plug." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, and at the same time, right? They did do deals with Twitter and Facebook, so that those are somewhat integrated in the in the OS. We have notifications. Yeah, that's and true. Tweet, tweet UI. And... Yeah, well, I think the whole integration of the Facebook and Twitter. I don't use Facebook. I don't have a Facebook account, but for Twitter, I love the integration because. Things like Instagram and other apps, it just makes it so easy to just say, hey, hook it up to Twitter. It's already in the system. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's cool. a huge, yeah, to me, that's really a huge step. So Ping Ping was out basically two years before they shut it down. And in those two years, they did nothing, right? Yeah. They did nothing. They just basically launched it. People made fun of it. I know Phil Schiller and a couple people tried to tweet about it, right? You know, hey, I'm on Ping and all this stuff. Yeah. And that was basically it, right? Uh-huh. But I don't know, like, just... So, okay, here's a comment Tim Cook made and said, the customer voted and said, this isn't something I want to put a lot of energy into. Right. Well, let's go back two years to the meeting when they talked about launching it, right? Mm -hmm. You're doing a social network. Did you ask people about it? Like, did you talk to people about it? Did you do research about it? I mean, Apple's not a big research kind of company. Yeah, I I know they didn't do any research or talk to anybody, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I don't know, maybe... I just still see Ping as something where Apple wanted to see if they could get traction in a social network. Hmm. And then if they could, they would maybe have launched something else. And it never got traction, so they killed it. It just seems but like still the kind th- of gamble they don't take. Yeah, but why on why would they do a social network on music rather than a social network on apps or a social network on computers or a social network on just generic social like a Facebook? Like, they specifically focused it to be a music network. Uh-huh. Well, cause and that thinking, just to me you know, seems so experimental. 20-year-olds buy a lot of music and are very social. Yeah, but they weren't already talking about all this stuff on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, of course they were. And maybe they don't even really buy all that much music, actually. Though yeah, I mean, one have. of the things Ping, Ping was supposed to also help you like figure out what your friends are listening to and all this other stuff. But I don't know. I mean, on Twitter and according to my friends who use Facebook, people talk about what they're listening to or the link to stuff, sure, right? Yeah. Like, just – well, so then – if you want to call it a complete Apple flop that basically they just made the stupidest mistake, sure, I can believe that happened. But I don't know the conser- the, the experienced conservative Apple that I know of. I just feel like they never. I mean, it was so horrible. Everyone hated it, right? It was yeah. so yeah. horrible. So, I, I, when was the last time you heard of Apple doing something that so horrible <laughs> and getting so off the mark? Well, here's the thing: the the Apple I know doesn't release something unless they think it's going to be really great. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, they then a don't. lot of people, then a lot of people, including Steve Jobs, who was obviously alive at the time, thought this was going to be really great, and they were wrong, and they were wrong. Yeah, and that right. that so, happens, yeah. sure. No, yeah, no, no, no. Look, yeah. no one's fallible. No one's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I mean, yeah. But it just it. So getting back to the idea of predictions, it seems to me that App, Apple continues to fall down. Whether it's mobile me, iCloud social networking, uh, file sharing, all that stuff, you know, is, is all online services. I think yeah. that they're going to have to 
do something kind of interesting and bold in 2013 or else they're going to be in a lot of trouble because Google does this stuff really, really well. Oh, for and sure. This, so this is, this is Apple's big, um, big sore point. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, I don't yeah, know if sure. that means buying Dropbox or Twitter or wh whatever it means, but I think some big moves or set of moves or even just, you know, releasing products that are really, really good, surprisingly good, uh, that do these things. Something's going to have to happen. We'll see. Yeah, I agree. I mean, as long as Apple keeps the flow and making great products that don't go crazy, because I think that's one of the things that people like about Apple is you see the iPad 1, then you see the iPad 2, then you see the iPad 3, now you see the iPad 4, right? Whatever. Like, are they even up to 4? Yeah, they're up to 4. four? Aren't they? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how what they're up to. But my point is, is you see all these iterations, and they don't change that much, right? Mm -hmm. So people eventually go, oh, well, I guess, you know, I want to wait for the new one, but they don't change that much anyway. I'll buy it, right? Yeah. There's a message that Apple sends in saying, we make great stuff and we're going to keep making great stuff and we're not going to use gimmicks to make it, right? Mm -hmm. People may not know that that's what Apple's doing, but they're in tune with it. That's kind of a underlying message. Sure, yeah. And that's why I think Apple finally won after all these years, because I think people got tired of, oh, I bought a PC and three years later it's outdated because now there's Pentium with SSX technology or whatever the hell those buzzwords sure, are, right? Yeah, right. And people eventually, it took time. It took a lot of time. But after, let's say, having to buy three PCs because they became outdated, people were like, why does my friend have his Mac for double what we have right, or whatever? Right. Yeah. And I've heard this because my father-in-law, for example, just bought one of the brand new iMacs. And he had his old dude, he had his old EMAC. Remember the EMACs? Oh, wow, no kidding. He had the white EMAC that's almost nine or 10 years old. Oh, gee. And the computer's slow as hell right now. Yeah. I mean, you would not believe how slow it is, but it still works. Was that a G3? Uh, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and it, it still works, okay? That computer still works well, okay? Mm -hmm. I was there, I used it. It, I mean, it's, it's like a one gigahertz. I wanna say it's like a 700 megahertz or one gigahertz. I think it might've been a G4, actually. Oh, okay. I'm looking up, trying to look up specs quick, but whatever it is, G3, G4, I mean, clearly old machine. Yeah, right? yeah, no kidding. And no, it is a G4, actually. Okay. okay. It's a G4 and a 700 megahertz to 1.2, 1.42 gigahertz. Okay. Very good machine. It was a seven, uh, 17 inch display. Mm -hmm. um, really, I actually thought it was a great machine at the time. I remember it was either like iMac or EMAC and I was like, hey, this is great. You get a 17 inch display. Yeah. So anyway, the thing is the machine's been great for nine or 10 years and like, name any PC from 2002, 2003, honestly, that is still a good PC. Well, I can't even name a PC. <laughs> so. Set you up and I fell right yeah, into it. Yeah, but yeah. But the, yeah, you, the, but you know the what? The quality, yeah. the build quality, the quality of the components, uh, they, they don't tend to compare very well to Apple's. That's absolutely true. And yeah, and for me, um, it's one of these things that like, it just, I think people will eventually over time pick up on this thing. He had talked at one point, well, maybe I can get a cheap, cause you know, the new iMacs are like $1,300. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, you know, there's some PCs for six or 700. Maybe I'll just get something cheaper. And then, you know, I, I realize it won't last as long, but then in X years I can buy another one. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I said, okay, but then you have to deal with PCs and the fact that there's viruses and the fact that it's not as friendly and the fact that you know on and on and on right yeah yeah and finally he was like yeah you know i had this thing for 10 years it treated me good why wouldn't i get another exactly. one?" exactly but 
I think Apple, by doing this, by not using a lot of buzzwords and not adding a lot of features and bloat, people, people catch, they, they really do like catch on to that. Uh -huh. Yeah. And they finally start to say, you know, why would I keep buying a new computer every three or four years when I can just get an Apple that just works? Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of goes back to the whole Apple, how do you say, uh, conservatism mm -hmm. thing. Sure. Make something good. Don't play around. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see, so, I used, yeah. uh, until just recently, I had an um, eight-core Mac that was my development machine. And I think I got it in 2006 or seven. And it's 2002, so yeah, that would have been like five, six years old as, you know, daily development machine all that time. Yeah, what a great machine. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Possibly the best the best desktop I've ever, ever had. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, you can feel good about Apple products because they sort of do what they say they're going to do on the box and they don't gimmick you around. Mm -hmm. And I think that's sort of why us as Apple developers are so passionate and loving for our products is because... Come on, you see a Windows machine with 30 stickers on it that you got to peel off. Uh, yeah, right. And they have every buzzword and whiz-bang bell and whistle from here to there. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, true or false? All true, oh, right? Absolutely, yeah. And they're selling you on shit. They're selling you on, oh, this comes with this, and you have this resolution, yeah. and this megahertz, and yeah. gigahertz, right? And pegahertz, and whatever, right? Yep. And Ponyhertz. it's sort of, well, yeah, I, I mean, why not? Eventually, they'll say something like that to sell them <laughs> Unicorn computer. Hertz. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Pegglehertz. <laughs> And I like, I don't know. I just like, I just, I get so tired of seeing these things where they're clearly trying to manipulate lay people. Yes. It, I mean, come on. That's what they're doing. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So when you, when you kind of, you know, look at how pure a Mac is and how, I mean, I know it's, it's sort of sounding like crazy religion, but it's true. It's like a Mac is pure. If you actually understand this stuff and you're actually technical, Apple doesn't mislead people, at least, you know, 99% of the time with lies and bullshit. Mm-hmm. They say, here's some cool stuff. Here's why it's cool. Here's what it does. Buy it or don't. Yeah. And at least it doesn't have all those damn stickers on the front. Oh, yeah. Do you remember there was actually a thing with Phil Schiller where they asked if the Intel Inside sticker would be on it? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? What was Phil's reply? His reply was something like, we don't do stickers uh, or something. Yeah, right. You know? Um, uh, yeah. There was uh, zero chance of that ever happening. Here it is. Steve Jobs and Phil Schiller explain why no Intel sticker insides on Macs. Uh -huh, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was basically a media event, a Q&A media event. What's funny is Tim Cook was at this event. Uh -huh. um, I don't know when this is from, actually. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to link to this as well. Okay. I hate every time I say I have to link something because then that means I have to do the work of adding the link. Yeah, well, yeah. Me and my willingness to accommodate our, our listeners. Hi, listeners, if you're still with us. Hi, listeners. You're still with us, right? Although I guess if they're not, then I don't have to do the link. Uh, that's right? a good point. That is true. So yeah. So anyway, um, uh, we'll sort of wrap it up. Anything else for 2013? Or uh, I don't know. Let's see. We've gotten past the Mayan apocalypse. I don't know of any. Other Actually, let me. I'll put you on the spot. What about uh, Glassboard and apps that you're doing in 2013? Huh? Uh, huh? No, we're continuing to work on them. All right. Yeah, that's all I can say. Is that, is that that's the answer we get? Yeah, of course. <laughs> all right. All right. At least I got something out of you. Yeah, right. Yeah. So Brent will still be working on apps in 2013. Absolutely, I will. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Yes. Oh, dude, uh, bringing up uh, more news. Did you hear about the old uh, Zuckerberg photo thing? Oh, I love that so much. Of course, oh, that was since I work epic. on Glassboard, that was very popular within our six-person mm. team. We uh, 
enjoyed that article. We pretty much anything that had to do with Facebook or privacy. Um, yeah, we eat it up. We just love that shit. Well, I will say this. I get the knee-jerk reaction, although, I mean, you shouldn't get it from, you know, the sister of Mark Zuckerberg, but I kind of get the <laughs> knee-jerk reaction of, hey, I posted this thing on a private feed that I have, uh-huh. and then it got out there. What the hell, right? Right, sure. And I think it really underscores the problem of social networks that, okay, yeah, you did. You posted it on a public feed that was public, but then these other people with this thing poke allows you to show it to their friends. Uh-huh. So you didn't just post it on your public feed. You posted it on your public feed that other people have access to. Yeah. And you didn't say, this is a private photo I'm sharing with my inner circle, right? Mm-hmm. And even if you're not in my close inner circle, you're in my external circle. So please don't reshare this, right? Right. But why would you do that, right? So that whole thing that she said about the digital etiquette, please ask permission about posting a friend's photo. It's not about privacy. It's about human decency. It's like, really? Hmm. F- social networks are about human decency? I, really? I, did, did you not look at your... Yeah, did you not look at your terms and conditions? That's human decency? <laughs> she had to talk like, to her brother. Yeah, so I mean, okay, so let's now take a step back. Human decency is the most important thing to demonstrate. But when you have a social network that clearly has privacy settings that aren't clear, it, it's it's completely ironic that she would talk about permission and even be confused as to how the photo ended up in the public domain in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. Yeah. That's the part I don't get is yeah. she really truly didn't even understand Facebook, her brother's company and how it works to get a public photo, how the photo got public. Well, cause you know what? It's kind of hard to understand. Well, okay. Mark, Mark now understands let's, it. Now let's talk as developers. Yeah. It's hard to understand is Mark Zuckerberg and his team. And I mean this with love and respect. Are they going to step up to the challenge now? No. That his own family member, his own family member got confused by this. No, they're not because it goes against um, their monetization plans. Well, well, there you go. Yeah. But my point is, is if this is not the ultimate example, the ultimate, right? It's almost mm-hmm. like a, it's in fact, it's almost like a, a multi-billion dollar experience that he couldn't have recreated. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. If anything, it's like, imagine this was put in his lap to say, hey, Mark, look what's wrong with your thing. Fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, I, I I actually have no, personally, I don't have a Facebook account, but I have no ill will or hatred towards Facebook. I mean, I hope they do well, and I hope they treat people well. But this should be a wake-up call to them to say, dude, your own family of, of the founder yeah. doesn't even understand what's going on yeah, here. Yeah, right. And then got mad at a complete stranger when she did nothing wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah, just used the product as intended. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. clearly privacy is screwed up at Facebook. Yeah, it it is because privacy is not their thing. Um, Mark, I guess I'll have to look it up and link to it. But Mark has gone on record as saying that people should leave more open and transparent lives, and Facebook helps with that. Um, that's well, like, okay, so that's hold on like a his, his vision. Now, but I if people find should... that vision detestable. Oh, me too. But if, but if that's his vision, why doesn't his sister share his vision since she's using his network to send out pictures? Because the only people who share that vision are, are Mark and the people he hires. His, his uh-huh. sister is not among them. Well, then maybe you know his sister should take a stand and not use his network. That would be delightful. I mean, if you really want to talk about this, if Randy Zuckerberg meant what she said, and let's say at face value, I think she's a great person. You know, it, it's about human decency to not share photos that a friend shared, right? Sure, yeah. Let's say that she really believes that and therefore she felt, you know, like screwed over. Mm-hmm. Well, 
then why would you want to use a f network like Facebook? Because that's what it's about. It's about not having clear understanding of when you post something or when you see something, what's going to happen mm -hmm. and who did what. So take a stand and don't use Facebook. Yeah. But, you know, people don't usually do that kind of thing to their siblings. Well, the best part is that the person who shared it, the person that Randy Zuckerberg didn't know, had 40,000 followers. Mm, nice. And again, she only saw it because someone that she was, she, she's, she was a subscriber to, you know, somehow it came up on the, the feed, right? Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like, uh, I guess, here's the thing I've learned, and I'm no social media expert. If you put something on the internet, whether it's private or public, you have now released it to the world. Yep. Do not be surprised when it gets out. Yeah, absolutely. That, that is quite right. So if you have something, if you have something you don't want to share, then don't share it. Right. Don't share it with even one person, mm -hmm. right? You're a close friend of mine. You're a cousin. You're a family member. And even if I, if there was something that I didn't want out, then if I give it to you and somehow, let's say someone's at your house and sees it or steals it, mm -hmm. I can't blame you. I put it out there. Yeah, sure. So don't put it out there and it won't get out mm -hmm. there. I just like how everyone likes to blame everyone else except for themselves. And uh, really, you know, she put that photo on Facebook. What did she expect? Yeah. Anyway, there you go. That's yeah, another yeah. Uh, another another photo flap of the week. But it is, it is one of the reasons why at Glassboard we make a point of telling people that we have no privacy settings. Um, that way, there's nothing to get confused about. It's yeah, you know, it's just is private. Maybe that's the solution. And I'm not trying to say you know Facebook should take your your cue, but what if Facebook just said there's no privacy settings? Anything you post on Facebook is free game. That's it. Use it or lose it. Mm -hmm. That would actually be the right thing to do, wouldn't it? Sure, yeah, because now in people, fact, that's it's true. Okay, so what people would argue is, well, what about kids who want to use it? You know, you can't have strangers contacting them, and you can't have a picture that I put up of my son going everywhere because then, like, pedophiles will want him, whatever, mm -hmm. right? Like, so you do have to have privacy because you have to have it for protection. But, you know, what if it's as simple as, okay, we have privacy settings that you have to turn on if you want to protect yourself, but otherwise it's free game. There are none. Just everything you post, mm -hmm. realize it's going to go everywhere unless you've explicitly said, don't do this. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I guess I, I would probably have done Facebook differently if I started Facebook, so that's probably why I didn't start Facebook. <laughs> yeah. But again, I, I don't have anything against Facebook. I, 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 I get what they're doing. They're a social network, and this is what comes along with, what is it, a billion users? Yeah, it's a billion users. I kind of have a little bit against it. It isn't real. Is it really a billion users? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, a oh fifth of all people. Yeah, it's a billion users. Yeah, and I threw that out. Like, didn't they hit a billion like randomly? But yeah, no, yeah, it's a billion. Yeah, true. I mean, so I don't care. I mean, that's a hard job, right? You got a billion users. You got to please them all, mm -hmm. right? But I don't know. This this is just this is a very strange story to me. In again, the fact that his own sister had problems with this. Mm -hmm. And she worked at Facebook. Oh, did she? Oh, I missed that. Yeah, part. she doesn't work there now. Well, she, oh, okay. she left, which that was also a little bit strange. Oh. She like resigned and started her own company. Mm -hmm. But anyway, maybe maybe she didn't agree with things on the privacy. Uh, who, who, who wants to take orders from their brother? <laughs> I think she's the older sister too, which is even yeah, funnier. Nice. So that just, I mean, you can't work for a younger it's brother, right? Younger brother, yeah. That little brat. Yeah, one minute she's giving him wedgies, next minute she's taking orders. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. She's probably getting paid good, though. Yeah, or maybe not good enough. Who knows? Yeah, could be. Who That's knows? true, right? I have no idea. Yeah. That's true. True, true, true. All true. Yep. So anyway, uh, yeah, 2013 is almost among us, upon us. Yep. I, I totally um, 
I just I can't believe it's 2013, but lots of lots of good stuff this year. I have a feeling this is going to be an incredible. Year. Oh, I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh, the year didn't end. The uh, world didn't end uh, last week or this week. I know. Wasn't last that good week. news? But you know, if you think about it, the world ended for the Mayans like a long time ago. That is true. So I kind but, of but, continue to feel bad for them. I do. I do. And they were a great culture. Yes. But like, look at look at the fact that it's almost a week later and we're still here. The world did not end. So 2013 should be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Unless the uh, Mayan calendar was there's some weird calculation. It's really offset by like 112 days. So, you know, 112 days from now would technically be 1221. My understanding, of course, was that um, that what happens at the end of the Mayan calendar is that you just start a new calendar. <laughs> Which is really is that, is that, not that bad, right? I mean, no, no, that's, no, 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 you know, no. What I would literally say is, that's not the end of the world. I could do that. I could start a new calendar. Yeah, yeah. Start the start the Simmons calendar. So yeah, all, all it is is it's not apocalypse. It's a fresh start. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be negative, yeah, right? Exactly. All right. Well, on that positive note, let's uh, tell our users because this show will actually post on January first. Oh, excellent. So, uh, yeah, from, from, from myself and Brent, definitely thanks for supporting our podcast. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. And um, keep the comments coming. We love the Glassboard comments. Uh, looking for sponsors always, so you can reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at MacGuitar. Um, uh, I don't know what else. What, what else. what else to end out the year. I'll let you do it. Well, yeah, that pretty much covers everything. Thanks for listening, and uh, I hope you recover from your hangover pretty soon. Okay, everyone, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you in 2013. Leave Kathy lip most everywhere, from Zanzibar to Barclay Square. But Patty's only seen the sights a girl can see from Brooklyn Heights. What a crazy pair! But they're cousins, identical cousins all the way. One pair of matching bookends, different as night and day. Where Kathy adores a minuet, the ballet roots, and crepe Suzette. Our Patty loves to rock and roll, a hot dog makes her lose control. What a wild duet, still they're cousins, identical cousins and you find. They walk alike at times, they even talk alike You can lose your mind